Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. All right, welcome to this week's episode of The Armory. We are recording early in the morning. We thought we'd just get up, get some coffee. Coffee. Thanks for my latte. No, you're welcome. I'm drinking, what is it? Lairland Farms. I can't see what it's called from here. Jubilee. Wait, Jingle Bell Java. Jingle Bell Java. Lairland Farms. I didn't even pick it because it reminded me of Christmas. I just thought it smelled really good. Well, it does smell good. It tastes good, too. (laughs) That sounded like an ad. It tastes good, too. (laughs) Sponsored by Laryland Farms. So the reason we're recording in the morning is not because we thought, well, I'll just get up and record and have a fun time. It's because, as you guys know, we're really good <laughs> at making sure episodes come out on, in a timely manner, and we're always ahead. So what we're definitely not doing is recording Tuesday morning and submitting it immediately, because that is not our MO. I can't stop laughing. I'm sorry. I need to take a deep breath. Let me get a sip of water. But... We're excited to share with you guys something that we've been we've been talking about a lot lately in our household, just because it's come up a lot. And in our household, that makes that sound so official. We have a household. We do. I guess we do. So, um, but yeah, we're we're talking about soulmates today. I feel like yeah. this is a hot issue in the church. It's a hot issue in the world. Thinking about finding your soulmate, finding the one. What does that even mean? Yeah. Why is that all in every Hollywood movie? Yeah. Why are Christmas uh, Hallmark movie's bad. That's part of this <laughs> segment oh, as well. Man. I'm just kidding. I haven't even watched one Christmas movie yet. Yeah, that's surprising because Ileana started listening to Christmas music in September. That's true. Which is a record, I think, for I don't humanity. think I've ever listened to Christmas music that early before. I don't know what prompted you to do that, but... I just... Well, it was really because I was like, I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> you know why so you I haven't li- watched a Christmas everything. movie yet? Because they're not on yet. <laughs> Because it's not even Halloween. We don't celebrate Halloween. I'm just kidding. We watched a movie called Halloween Town. Matt's never seen Halloween Town. From 1998. The Disney movie, if you guys know what I'm talking about. I've never seen it before. I wonder, I I realize why. You said you liked it. It was cute. It was a good movie. It was just like, okay, this movie was definitely made in 1998. Well, and I didn't even really realize, I think, what was happening in the movie until now, watching it back as an adult. Yeah, it's There's like, definitely some... It's like, let's all let, let's be witches. I'm like, what's happening in this movie? Some, definitely some weird things happening in that movie that I didn't definitely didn't pick up on as a child. CGI wasn't really around then, but shout out to the makeup artists and the prop artists. Yeah, because they... They must have been working double actually, over time. Yeah. I think I just liked it because I don't really like scary movies. And that, to me, when I was little, was like, ooh, this is a scary movie and I actually like it. If you want to just watch a, a ridiculous movie... In the Halloween season, Ooh. I would recommend Halloween Town. Halloween Town, I think there's like three of them. So, yeah, I haven't so I haven't watched the others. Anyway, we're doing that tonight. Let's get. <laughs> we need to get into this podcast. Episode. Yeah, we do because it's exciting. Because, so because I got to get to work. <laughs> Soulmates. Kidding. I don't work. So first, I think we need to talk about what the view of what the world's view of soulmates is. Yeah, I feel like we have this weird mindset. Where I think it's propped up through media, music, movies, TV, 
where kids grow up thinking about getting married to the one, finding their soulmate, the one person in existence who is perfectly made for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, like I said, we see this in, name any romance movie, even ones today. We watched a movie, I can't remember what it was about, but it wasn't too long ago, where they were kind of celebrating in a, in a sense that the person, the movie almost started out with the person getting a divorce. And they were the ce- basically celebrating this person going off and they're, they're going to try to find someone else and they find this other person who is just this perfect person for yeah. them. And I think that is the problem, yeah. especially in this world. The divorce rate in the world is so high. It's high among Christians. Yeah, it's the and same. I, There's not a difference between Christians and non-Christians, I think. Which is pretty I crazy. Checked. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is because we, 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 we've been taught this through culture, through media, that if you find someone else mm-hmm. that you think you are in love with more, that person, maybe that actually is the one. Maybe you married the wrong person. Yeah. And I think that's just like a, a big, big shame. It's almost like this idea of, you know, if I fell out... We're no longer in love. You, you probably have heard this, much less heard it in a movie. Like, you know, just things weren't working. We didn't love each other like we used to when we got married and right. we had kids. We just fell out of love. So we get a divorce. And, you yeah. know, that's what we see in Malachi 2.16, that the Lord hates divorce. Yeah. So we have to deal with that as believers. We have to also just look at, you know, the world has this view. Soulmates, the one. And we have to look through a biblical worldview lens. What does that actually look like for believers? Yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah, I think it's just like, it's this fantasy, right, that we've propped up in our heads that's like, it's enjoyable, right? Disney movies, all these movies, like Hallmark movies, the reason everybody loves these is because it makes you feel good. Like, there's something special about, like, watching a movie where it's so out of your reality of, oh, like, these people are just perfectly made. Well, it's scripted, right? (laughs) Like, our lives are not (laughs) these scripted things that, I don't know. Yeah, and it, I even find myself, if I'm ever watching a movie like that, I'm like excited that the person ended up right. finding love and they yeah, got married. But then I'm looking back and I realized, what did I just watch? I watched someone do something terrible. Like they left their spouse to find someone they love more. Like that they is not They left their kids, their family, thing. all their responsibilities. Which is why my favorite romance movie is Freedom Alabama, where a divorce, a, a broken marriage is mended. I just that is now a, realizing that is, that really that is the movie. theme. I didn't they've watch come, that movie until I met Matthew because he loves it. And they got divorced, they got separated, and then there was restoration. Oh, Man, that I didn't is even, really I didn't good. Even just, I didn't even I just, think of that. Just thought about that right now. That's why it's the best. I've actually only seen that movie that one time. We watched it. If you want to be moved by an amazing cinematic experience <laughs> this weekend, Halloween Town, and if you want to cry tears of joy you just spoiled the whole movie um it's an old sweet movie, home alabama I if you haven't seen it you're not gonna watch it and it's been out since before i was born i think <laughs> no that i is think good. it came out the same year as halloween town actually <laughs> see the difference in quality <laughs> compare for yourself no that's good i think there's just so much right that i mean we could say i feel like maybe we should keep going and the more things i think about mm-hmm. will come up later but i think that's yeah. a good starting okay point. so just funny point I know we've been talking about Halloween Town as a joke, but you know how, like I said, in the movies, sometimes I find myself even rooting for that person to be happy at the end of the movie who left their husband, left their wife, whatever. One of the themes that goes kind of throughout the whole Halloween Town movie is the girl is getting rewarded for like 
going against her mom and being this like rebellious yeah, i hate true. you mom now they end up kind of fixing it at the end with just like a, a phrase like oh i'm sorry mom yeah but the whole movie is her just telling her mom that she knows best and all this stuff and it's just crazy yeah, and, and she's I'm like, like 13. i wonder kids watch that stuff growing up and they didn't they didn't catch the last 20 seconds of the movie and no. go oh she apologized or was and they're, it supposed and to run away from home? It wasn't supposed to do all these things. They, all they got was the whole movie realizing, oh, if I just tell my she parents I day. do what I want to do, things are going to be good for me. It's yeah. like, so this is what media is teaching us, guys. And it's not any different in this issue of soulmates, the one, finding that perfect person. And no wonder people, including Christians, are confused because it's out there. Yeah. Well, and I think even this is what I was talking to my mom about the other day. Like, I was going to bring this up later, but I'll just bring it up now. Like, there's still something really beautiful about like romance, right? And so we'll talk about that later, but I don't think what we're trying to say is like, yes, the world's view on soulmates is wrong. In a second, we'll talk about what scripture's view on soulmates is. However, there's still something to be said about someone romancing someone, someone being attracted to someone, right? And having that relationship. Yeah. And so we'll talk about kind of what that looks like. But. Well, the draw is definitely in, ingrained in us. Like you said, we want to have that relationship with someone. Yeah. We want to find that person where we can share our love with them. Now the question is, how do we go about doing that? What's informing our decisions on That's that? That's good. What's informing and it? And is it the Bible or is it culture and media yeah. and Hollywood and non-believers and what they say is good? Yeah. Like if Christians are being informed by the world on things, you guys got to step back and go, whoa. What am I being taught here, and is it profitable for me? Yeah. So, what is Scripture's view on soulmates? Let's, let's go there. Let's just let's just call it as it is, plain and simple, right? This is what the Bible has to say about soulmates. When you marry someone, that person is your soulmate. Yeah. When you marry someone, that person is the one. Mm-hmm. That's it. End of discussion, right? If you, there is not. I'm trying to make sure I make this as clear as possible. In the eyes of the Lord, when you enter into a marital covenant with someone and you stand before God and man and say, forever, we, we, we are going to be married until death do us part. Mm-hmm. You make that covenant before the Lord. At that moment, that person is your soulmate. Not a moment before that. Nope. Yeah. Not a moment after that. <laughs> a person wasn't your soulmate. When you were at, engaged. The person wasn't your soulmate. At when you were 10 years old and you're waiting to find them. Now, do I think God has someone that he, he hopes that you end up obeying his will and finding? Absolutely. But what happens if you decide to marry someone else and maybe God had someone something else originally planned for you? Like if you just followed his path, you followed his will, you could have married someone different. Guess what? The person you married is immediately your soulmate before right. the Lord. The Lord does not want you to go, oh, well... When you divorce them, I'll help you find this other person. Absolutely not. Marriage is a sacred covenant between a man mm-hmm. and a woman and is an unbreakable covenant yeah. because you you do it before the Lord and what the Lord has put together, no man can separate, which is what we see in Mark 10, 7 to 9. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, talking about marriage, and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together let no one separate. And this is the problem with marriage in the world is that they don't recognize that last sentence. That God's joining them together. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is one of the reasons why 
if you if you don't understand that concept, right? If you're right. looking for the one, you get married to that person that you think is just the perfect person for you, and then years later you realize this relationship's really hard. Yeah. And maybe I'm just not attracted to them as I used to be, or maybe I'm not as in love with them as I used to be, and maybe they annoy me more than they used to be. And I find someone else, find someone else at work, and maybe we're super compatible. Maybe we share all these similar interests, and oh man, they're just super attracted to me. I'm in love with this person. I'm gonna leave my wife, I'm gonna leave my husband, I'm gonna be with them. Maybe that was the one. Mm -hmm. eh, wrong. Mm -hmm. That is just the world spewing the most vile and satanic lies into your life. Well, that's what I was gonna say is we just had a women's event at our church this past weekend with Priscilla Shire, and she was talking about the whole thing was like, um, learning about how to listen to God. Right. And so like she was talking about marriages and we were praying for marriages, but really what it comes down to is Satan doesn't want you to be married to your spouse. Right. Like yeah. Satan wants you to get a divorce. And so he's going to be putting people in your life. Cause something that Priscilla was saying was, um, like how come it's always like right when you're at your most vulnerable, that that guy will text you or that girl will text you or whatever like why is it at that moment that that will happen and it's not just coincidence okay when things like that happen in coincidence that are breaking yeah. us in our spiritual relationship with the lord or our covenant with our spouse that's satan trying to deceive us right and trying to break apart our marriage because that's what he wants and so there's not just these coincidences like oh this new guy just got hired at work and we have this in common and whatever yeah. like that's not a he holds the door open for me my yeah. husband doesn't yeah like <laughs> yeah and what we do i'll speak as a woman because i am one right like what we do is we like create these fantasies or maybe this ideal image in our head of like okay like maybe this isn't going well in my marriage but i see it going well in this relationship with this person over here and we assume that that's going to be life-changing or life-altering or better or there's something mm -hmm. better. And the reality is, is you're, be, you're disobeying God. Like, that's the only thing I can think of is like, I don't know. Yeah. So if you're finding yourself in a situation where you're married to someone and you feel this way, like I, we've said this a couple of times, maybe I just don't love them the way I, I used to love them. Maybe they don't, they don't act the way they used to act in our marriage. The solution is never divorce in that right. situation because you fell out of love or, you know, oh, we fight a lot. The solution is reconciliation because mm -hmm. God hates divorce. And reconciliation is a beautiful thing. And one thing we want to understand is we know that that is not an easy road. There's a lot of work that has to go into that. And there's a lot of oftentimes pain and suffering to get to a place where reconciliation occurs. But we will never, ever, ever discount the work that God can do right. in a marriage where two believers are seeking reconciliation, knowing that they need to fight for their marriage because yeah. that's what God wants them to do. And I mean, just a little caveat, right? We're not talking in this podcast about things like abuse in marriage or things like that. Okay, so this is about soulmates. But I was just going to say, read, or not read, <laughs> listen to our podcast that we did with Dan and Christy Cook, my parents. Mm -hmm. um, but there's so many stories like that in the church, right? Of yeah. marriages that were broken because of pride sin whatever what have you um and once both spouses make a decision yeah. right to follow the lord in that god can bring restoration through that and god will honor that right there i'm hard pressed and I, I say this carefully but i i think i say it confidently take everything i say with a grain of salt guys 
you know, we're, we're human. But I'm pretty sure I say this with conviction. God will answer the the prayer of two believers trying to restore their marriage with right. restoration because God wants restoration in marriage. Right. Um, I just don't see any way that that doesn't happen. Yeah. It, with authentic people seeking the Lord authentically yeah. and wanting to restore their marriage and doing everything they actually can. Yeah. And I, that will happen. I'm reminded of my parents' story, right? And you can listen to our podcast if you haven't to hear about it. But like even just the way that's influenced their whole family, right? My parents' kids, like me and my siblings yeah. are in marriages now where people love the Lord. My mom made a comment in that podcast, like all of our kids ended up marrying people that love the Lord. And I believe what my parents said, like, I don't know if that would have happened if my parents weren't focusing on glorifying the Lord in their marriage, right? Because that's what they taught us to pursue. And so I just think like, yeah, like you said, there's so much that God wants to do through your marriage. And yeah. this isn't necessarily a podcast about how to reconcile your marriage, right? It's about sure. soulmates. But um, be in a church community. We say that every time. Like, be in a church community. If there's things that are going on in your marriage and you need help with that, the solution, like Matt said, the solution is not to get a divorce. That's not what God wants for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So then, okay, here comes the question, right? This is, we're clearly setting this up that marriage is a big deal right god doesn't hate god doesn't want divorce so we can't get we can't be getting divorced right so we need to be very very careful and intentional about who we choose as a spouse so how do you know if the person you are dating or or engaged to is the person you should marry because this is a big deal that's a big deal um and i think there's just a couple of simple things from scripture um Things are, and also just general biblical worldview wisdom that we need to take into account when making a decision like this. For people yeah. who aren't married that desire marriage and are going to get married someday, there are just some practical things that you need to be doing daily yeah. as you evaluate a spouse, someone that maybe you have in mind that maybe this is a future spouse. And one of them I think is just prayer. Yeah, um, we do not understand the power of prayer, seeking the Lord, being totally honest and transparent, and submitting the situation to him saying, Lord, I, this person, um, I'm evaluating them for marriage. I know it's a big deal and I know you hate divorce. And I know you want what's best for me. Is this someone I should marry? And I think the Lord will reveal to your heart and, and through other people. Yeah. Uh, what is true. Um, me too. he's going to reveal that through scripture, right? We, we, that's the most, um, authentic way of hearing from the Lord. The most assured way of hearing from the Lord is what does he say in scripture? So like yeah. you're looking for a spouse and if you find that you're dating someone who's always arguing with you and they're always angry and they're always this and they're always that and they have all these issues and, and they're just not living in a biblical way mm-hmm. we see in scripture what it looks like to walk righteously so maybe we, we we evaluate that and go maybe this isn't the person for me you know that's something we can do and we we understand that if we tr- put our trust in the lord that is where we're going to find the most clarity and the most peace and we see that in proverbs 3 mm-hmm. you know trust the lord with all your heart lean on your own understanding in all your ways, submit to him, and he will direct your paths. That's not just a verse that Christians memorize in Awana. Like, trust in the Lord with all your heart. What's going to happen? If we trust in God, he will reveal to us what he has for us. Well, and I, I don't know what version you put on here, but I think that word, right, submit to him. In all your ways, submit to him. Like, that requires humility on our part, right? To We're not acknowledging ourselves because it sometimes says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, right? So yeah. we're choosing to obey what the Lord is asking of, of us. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I think prayer, right, makes that clear. And so sometimes you hear these stories of, 
I just thought maybe I wanted to be single and I just started praying about it or and then God brought me the one like and this is how it happens for all these women I don't necessarily think that's true I think but I think part of what people are saying when they're saying that is maybe they were praying or they were learning how to surrender their will to the Lord's and then right it talks about in scripture God will give you the desires of your heart what that means is right God's allowing your will to be aligned with his so you're not desiring your flesh anymore yeah you're not desiring this fantastical romance story necessarily where you're finding the one you're desiring a marriage that glorifies the lord and he's going to provide that for you um we're not really talking about being called to singleness too but that's also right a prayer that's a prayerful thing i don't necessarily think people just decide to be single and take that I don't think that's an easy decision. Like, I think there are people, right, in scripture where it talks about maybe you're not called to be married, maybe you're called to be single. I would say same thing. Like, that's a prayerful prayerful thing um, that can be done with community and with scripture. Yeah. And going back to that community thing, the, this is one of the most important things. If you are if you are dating someone or engaged to someone and you are evaluating, because if you're engaged, that doesn't, being engaged to someone is no different than being dating someone in terms of you are not married. Yeah. If you are engaged, you have every right to not get married to that person. That is just a, yeah, I mean, the, the amount of people I've seen that are engaged to someone and they realize they shouldn't be engaged to that person yeah. and then they just get married because they were engaged, it's just, it's, it's, it's insane. You guys, people, you guys have to understand, engagement is not marriage. Well, it is a proposition and a intention of we both are on the same page and desire marriage and if that changes before you're married, you do not have to get married because you are not married. Yeah. So well, understand that's what I was, that. I was going to say that too earlier. <clears throat> I forgot. Right. Scripture doesn't have any distinctions of dating and engagement. These are things that we've created right in our culture. Yeah. So in, in the Bible, you're either single or you're married. Yep. There's not really this in-between stage. And so I think the reason there's so many questions about this in the church, thousands of books, right, have been written on this topic. Um, I think the reason because of that is because, right, scripture doesn't speak to this necessarily. It doesn't say, here's what to do once your fiance proposes and you have six months to a year and a half to plan a wedding, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's no, there's no um, guidelines for that. So, yeah. yeah. So I'll say this, since there aren't guidelines for how to handle this in scripture, we need to use everything at our disposal as believers. And one of them is community. Yeah. Um, if you are dating someone or engaged to someone and you are not bringing in biblical community to help evaluate if this is a good decision, I'm not going to be surprised if it doesn't work well for you. And yeah. I'm, I almost don't know what to say because if you are, this is a big decision, getting married to someone, you need to bring every resource to the table. You need to find godly men and godly women who are older and wiser than you and say, hey, what do you think about our relationship? Do you see any to use a term we use a lot today, red flags in our in our relationship. Do you see this as someone I should be marrying? And take their advice to heart. These people, I'm assuming that you're bringing alongside you, are for you. They're not against you, and they want what's best for you. And you have to find people that aren't just going to say what you want to hear, right? Um, because that could be disastrous. Um, this is I, I've done plenty of things, plenty of things I have done in my life. I just did not do them the right way. But this thing, I I did well. Um, but before I got married to Ileana, I had so many conversations with 
men in my life, women in my life, who are my peers, who knew me, who knew Ileana, who didn't know Ileana and me, but knew, or didn't know Ileana, but knew me really well from my, from being uh, a kid and just like have poured into my life. And I got so much advice, so much counsel because I wanted to make sure that this was a good decision. (laughs) And one of the things that affirmed what I thought was a good decision was that every single person came back and after we talked said, I think this is a good thing. I think Ileana is a good spouse for you. I think this, I think that. And you know, if I had heard a bunch of negatives, I'd be like, well, maybe I gotta consider this because I know the people I'm talking to have my best interest at heart. They're not trying to set me up for failure. So if you don't have that kind of community, you are you are dangerously walking through the Christian life. Yeah. You are asking for failure. And part of this requires, right, that in your dating relationship or engagement, you are intentionally hanging out with community. So part of that, right, means you're not always dating just the two of you together yeah. alone. Like you're hanging out with each other's friends. Like and I mean, I would say in college, right, we dated more with your friends, maybe with my friends, but <laughs> like there's an aspect, right, to Yeah. You shouldn't always be alone together. You should be around people that can see you interact. We spent so much time with each other's families, which Mm -hmm. for us, right, we both have families that are pointing us towards the Lord. So that was a really helpful thing. They could say, hey, you guys are compatible or hey, you're not. And we also have dads and moms that would speak the truth to us too and wouldn't just say, oh, I don't want to hurt my kids' feelings, right? So, I mean, that depends on your relationship with your parents. But um, I think too, right, like we have we've been in positions where we made that decision before in our life to say with somebody else, like, Hey, I'm not going to marry this person. And we both had people in our lives say, you do not have to marry this person. And so by the time we got to each other, it was like, okay, we know where this is going. We can decide if we want to stay together or if we don't and pray that the Lord makes that clear to us through community and other things. So I think another thing to consider, and, and I say this with, um, I hold this loosely, is compatibility. You have to concern yourself with that at some level. Um, do I think that you guys have to have all, when you're evaluating a spouse, you have to have all the same interests and you, you both have to like hiking the same amount and you both oh, have gosh. to like, you know, I'd be reading books the, the same case. amount. Um, absolutely not. You know, there's a f- common cliche phrase, opposites attract. And it's like, it's, uh, things like that are cliches for reasons. Matt loves Star Wars and I... Still have not seen all the movies. Wow, you just added yourself for the whole world. I mean, at this you, point, you're my best friend and you know, so. That's true. Anybody else that so, needs to know can know. But I do think it's important that there are some shared interests. There are some yeah. common things. And, and the first is obviously, do we both have a desire to grow in Christ and grow with each other in Christ? Yeah. Um, if that is the only thing you have in common in your marriage, you can have an amazing marriage because that is the only thing that actually matters. Yeah. Is that the only thing you want to have in common? No, I mean, maybe, not necessarily. Probably not. But, but what I would say <laughs> is evaluate your passions. So let's say, let's use a silly example. I'm not passionate about Star Wars. <laughs> I love Star Wars. But let's just say I'm passionate about Star Wars. Does Ileana have to be passionate about Star Wars? No. Does she have to, would, I, would it be good for her to accept and encourage my passion for that? Assuming it's not a bad thing? Yes. Yeah. I told this to a friend. Um, years ago, we were sitting and we were just talking about how he was discouraged in, in this in the dating world. Um, then there was just thing after thing that people, he was almost like, you know, maybe she doesn't like this thing about me that I just love, but maybe I should just accept it because it's just this dating's hard. I'm like, bro, you have to find someone who at least appreciates that you have that passion. Yeah. 
Yeah. And now he's engaged to someone who does and things are just different. And, you know, so passions are important and, and especially vision, yeah, right? Vision. Do you guys have a shared vision for your life? Does that mean you guys are on the same career path doing the same thing? No. Like if you, does that mean that you guys are both in full-time ministry serving the Lord in the mission field of Uganda? Like, no, but do our visions for our life align? Yeah. You know, are our lives taking us in completely different places where there's going to be uh, animosity and things that just don't work? That's something to consider. Yeah. Um, and those things are important because like we said, once you get married, once you say I do, once you kiss the bride mm-hmm. <laughs> on your wedding day, you're making a covenant before God and man that cannot be broken yeah. because it's, it's something that God has joined together. Yeah. And I think too with vision like or and passions, like um, considering vision, right? That doesn't necessarily mean like Matt said where you're choosing the same career. I think there's some things that that's different for us. So we've talked about this a lot. We talked about this when we were going through engagement, right? Like I've always felt called to ministry. So I felt called to work in a church, do something with some sort of ministry. That job for me and what I felt called to do would have, would be really, really hard to fulfill what the Lord I felt like was calling me to do. If my spouse wasn't also necessarily called to ministry or was called to ministry in some completely different thing, right? Like yeah. across the country, across the world, because I just felt very called to a specific type of ministry. Okay, but does that mean that you were the only person that I could marry? No, nope. right? Like, and I think that's something that you learn in college. Like, you start seeing all these people with maybe similar visions for their life, and right, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be going down the same career path or you're doing the same things, right? But if there are maybe two careers that are extremely polar opposites or especially drawing you to two different parts of the world, which we've seen happen, right? Yeah. That can be really hard too. So this is hard because I think you want to hold compatibility loosely, but this is kind of goes back to what I was saying before is like hold it loosely, but also like you can be with someone that you're physically attracted to, right? You can be with someone who makes you feel like you're sometimes living in a fairy tale. Like, and I think me and Matt do that all the time where we're like, are we really married? Are we really having a baby? Like, is this really happening? Because there's still part of it to us that's like a movie. And so, like Matt said earlier, can you, can you only be wanting to pursue the, oops, can you only be wanting to pursue the Lord in your marriage and have your marriage go really well for you? Yeah, probably you can. But, can you still have that and still be really physically attracted to your spouse and really enjoy dating your spouse and like all of these things? Yes. Like yeah. I don't think those are mutually exclusive. I think they can go together. And so hold compatibility loosely, but also don't be afraid to say this person, right? Cause I think this happens or I would see this happen in college. I would say, or girls would say, but this person really, really loves the Lord, but we're called to very different parts of ministry that aren't compatible. I don't really enjoy any of the same things he enjoys. Um, when we're hanging out, it's fun, but really all we talk about is scripture and the Lord. <laughs> like, are all those things bad? Okay, no, not necessarily, but do you want to spend your whole life not being able to enjoy certain things with someone? No, probably not. Yeah. Like, I remember my dad told me this. He was, he would say, use the word pillow talk. Like, there's a certain intellectual 
or spiritual connection you want to have to your spouse. So where you can talk about the Lord and maybe talk about scripture and things like that. But at the end of the day, you're going to be on your bed sitting together, okay, trying to fall asleep. And you want somebody that you can just talk to on your pillow, like about the things that don't matter. (laughs) And I always think about that. Like when me and you are not doing something super intense or preparing a podcast, right? We enjoy talking to each other. We enjoy just hanging out together. And so compatibility is can still be important. Yeah. So I totally agree. But even to push back just to make sure like we're talking about yeah. this com- you know, complete, like completely holistically. Um, if you feel the Lord is calling you to marry that godly woman or that godly man that maybe you don't have everything in common with and maybe you're not super physically attracted to, um, the Lord the Lord desires you to have a good marriage. Yeah. And if you marry that person, I'm convinced that you will find things that you yeah. have in common. I, you sure. will find them physically attractive. I've told this story before. There are people who find their spouse because they find, they found someone and this is nothing, there's nothing wrong with this, right? We are, mm-hmm. we are called, we are creatures created for beauty. There are people who found their spouse because they found someone that they saw was very attractive. And then they learned after that, that their personality was attractive right. and their heart for the Lord was attractive. That is not the case for me. I found Ileana. Right, and or I, me. Before yeah. I even even like considered her beauty or things I knew about her, I knew from people that she loved the Lord. Yeah. And that was something that was attractive to me. And I'm, I'm not trying to sound like, oh, look at what I did. No, I'm so holy. That, far from it. I was just in no, a place in my life a, yeah. where I knew that if I was going to marry someone before I moved to Texas, because I was about to move, that I really wanted to make sure it was the Lord's will. And I, I, people, I started talking about Ileana. I started talking to her. I knew who she was in terms of a, a sister in Christ and how much she loved the Lord before I even considered um, her beauty. And I will say, over those months of talking and dating, she became more physically attracted to me. That is what happened. Um, I was so I, not attractive. Because it was just rough. <laughs> no. <laughs> But, no, but what I'm we saying were in a is, position where we weren't even really together in person that much. We yeah. were getting to, trying to get to know each other. So, so. Um, what I'm saying is it comes down to trusting in the Lord. Going back to that Proverbs 3, 5, yeah. and 6. Um, seeking the Lord in prayer. Seeking wisdom from your community. Evaluating yeah. all these things. So once you put all of these things together, you have a whole map. It's almost like a broke-on list. And you go, okay, what about this yeah. person do I not like? Is that actually a big deal? Is that something that would keep us from getting married? Yes or no? Is it a big deal that we've been married for a year and I still have not watched Star Wars? And, you know, that's why we're in counseling. But <laughs> counseling is okay. So. Um, we're not in counseling, but... But if we were, that'd be fine. Counseling is a great thing. Healthy Maybe people not need, for Star Wars. Healthy people... No, that would, that would be a, di- a deeper issue on my end. But <laughs> counseling is healthy even for healthy people. That's a whole other podcast. We could talk about that another time. But, of course... We thought this would be like a 10 minute podcast that we do just go to work, but it's coming up on 40 minutes. But hey guys, so we just want to encourage you with this understanding that to use, to, to say this bluntly, in a way, the one and soulmates do not exist. Yeah. What exists is your relate your covenant before God and man that when you marry someone, that is the person. Mm-hmm. To use the term, that becomes your soulmate. So... Ileana said this earlier, and this might upset some people, make some people uncomfortable, but I believe it completely is completely true. Ileana, there are plenty of people that she could have married yeah. that would have been amazing for her. She didn't have to marry me. She could have found another spouse who would have loved her, 
just as much as me, who they could have shared a life together and everything would have been great honoring the Lord. But she married me, so I win. <laughs> and now she is my soulmate. She is the one. There's right. no breaking that. Right. There wasn't someone else out there for her that, you know, now in a couple years, something's going to happen with our relationship and she's going to find them and, and things are just going to be better. That's just not how it works. And so that might, that might upset some people. <laughs> my goal as a pastor is to preach where scripture preaches yeah. clearly and if it offends people i'm sorry i'm trying to do it always in love and, and i hope you guys who hope for the most part people listen to this podcast know who i am at some level and know yeah. that i'm i'm not trying to be this polarizing and upsetting figure by any means that's not who i am and if you think that's who i am i apologize that's just no let's get coffee and get to know me better but we just want to encourage you guys because i know it's hard for, especially for people who are dating or want to be dating or have been dating for so long and you're trying to find that person um, it's a grind. It's not easy, but consider how you need to take these things to the Lord. Take these things to your community. Well, and I think that's a good note to end on. Like you said, it's not easy, right? Like, yes, there's something easy about, okay, we just need to both love the Lord and want to glorify him in yeah. our marriage. But at the other end of that, this is a lifelong decision that you're making. Like scripture takes marriage seriously, so we should too. And so yeah, um, it's not going to be easy to ask your friends and family to help you in discerning if this is a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be really easy to be dating someone for three years and then say, Oh, what are we doing? I don't think this is going to work out. Right. Yeah. Um, and we've been there and it's really hard. And, but now we're, we're reaping the benefits of having a hard or just understanding like the importance of having our community speaking yeah. to this. And now, I mean, I think our marriage is going well. I was reading another thing today about how the second year of marriage is the hardest, and I'm like, well, we're in our second year of marriage, and we're doing well, I feel like. Well, speak for yourself. This okay. has been one of the most tumultuous times <laughs> in my life. I don't even know what that word means. I never use that word. You must know it's a big deal. Guys, don't be that person who spends two, three months planning their marriage and a year planning their wedding, a day that will very that was, quickly disappear that was good um you're gonna have to you need to start preparing for this if you have young kids start preparing their hearts for a day when they will mm. one day marry someone else oh, i don't want to think about um, our baby marrying somebody <laughs> um if you're in the process of dating and marriage or getting to that point continue evaluating uh your heart and your, your uh whoever you're dating or whoever you're considering dating's heart for marriage because um it's a lifelong decision yeah I feel so. like I could talk about this for another hour, but... You probably could. We probably should go to but work. But we don't want to get fired. We got, got a staff meeting. Okay. No. We love you guys. We're really excited to yeah. continue this podcast. Um, we just talked earlier. If we cannot get ahead on this podcast... We're canceling. Uh, we're probably just going to throw all the equipment in the trash because <laughs> we just need to do it. Um, just kidding. But we're excited to continue doing this. Pray for us. Or our baby's coming soon. Who knows what the next podcast will be about or if, if it will be from a hospital room. We could do a we could do a um post birth story. Never mind. What? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I gotta I gotta get on with my day here. Um post birth story. It was hard, it was rough. <laughs> and uh there was no sleep. The end. And Ileana also had a baby. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. Love you guys. See you later. Bye.